Keller. It's Monday morning. It's early. This is part two. The journey is continuing. And I don't know where this is going. This is all totally unscripted. Laura won't do any prep with me. She just pushes play. (laughs) So I'm going to throw to you, Laura, just ask the questions. Go easy. It's Monday morning. (laughs) <laughs> oh come on there is no going easy in business Pete. i know that's right yeah you've got to you've got to jump in i mean i'm awake the sun is shining i've got no excuses i'm a little bit jealous because it has been snowing here for three days straight and i've got about two feet of snow outside my window so i'd love wow. to come down and share your sunshine oh you're very welcome look i love living here i've t- I got to tell you this story this is this is what what i do this is why i do what i do i live 10 minutes walk from the beach and we go there every Saturday and have a toasted cheese sandwich and a latte. And we see the dogs walking. They're people walking their dogs. They're not walking on their own. And there's kids playing. There's kids surfing. There's people swimming. There's people setting up tents and hanging out reading books. And this is why I do what I do. And this is why you're coaching me to do what I do. Because this is what I want to do forever and ever and ever. Absolutely. Lifestyle makes life worth living and you hear so many stories of people that are going through the grind and they don't enjoy every day and I know that from personal experience when I was in a job that I couldn't stand versus having a career now where I love to work it's night and day so yeah so so awesome so Keith one thing I um because you just made a little bit of a joke about how I won't even talk to you I tell you to push play and it's so true because your journey in and even though this is only the second coaching call your journey in this process is so important to other people because I think sometimes people just assume that if we have a large Twitter following or if we're really good at a specific something, that that means we're really good at everything. And it's not Mm. always the case. Mm. So you started to share with me um, what it felt like when you were doing the homework assignment I gave you Mm. last week, which was looking up 25 different large brands looking at their their Twitter accounts. So share with everybody mm. what that experience was for you. Yeah. So what I what I did with that was a great that was just such a great research project. The top 25 brands on Twitter. What a great premise. Cuz I'm a, I'm the Twitter dude. So it would be really cool to chat to these people and find out well how how come you're doing what you're doing and how is it working and eventually that's I think where this is going. So I just decided to jump on. I I, I started looking at a few lists that were on the internet, top 25 companies in business, top 25 comedians, top 25 bands, all these sorts of things. And that was useful. But what I actually did was I just started following my, my favorite brands. And guess what? I actually noticed that quite a few of them have already followed back. I was so, such a great buzz. I'll just reel them off. I'm so proud. Whole Foods, 3.92 million followers have taken the time to follow me. Subway, Pepsi, uh, Britney Spears, Foo Fighters, MTV, Gibson Guitars, uh, Virgin America, IBM. They've all taken the time to follow me and people like me. And the reason I'm mentioning people like me is that I think that that's actually part of the strategy. This is why I'm mentioning it. I'm not, I mean, I'm proud that Britney Spears with her 40 million followers has decided to follow little old me. That's pretty funky. But I think there's a deeper strategy there, and that is that they've seen the value in the interactions because some of the actual other 
top-notch Twitter accounts are following virtually no one. Mm -hmm. The Apple Store is following 11 people. Mm -hmm. They have 3.44 million followers. They're following 11 people. In my book, as a Twitter strategy, I wouldn't advocate that. Absolutely. I, I think that right there is the perfect illustration of what takes the social out of social media. It's no longer dialogue at that point. It's a monologue on behalf of the brand that is putting information out, but not engaging or interacting with their followers, with the, the brand advocates that they have. So it's a, such an important point that you bring up. Well, it's, it's a brilliant, I mean, it's a brilliant looking Twitter feed. Looks lovely. But you'd never get to chat to anyone. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm guessing. I, I'm just, I'm just doing some basic research here. But you couldn't DM them. So th- that, that to me, that tr- strategy between Britney Spears, 40 million followers, took the time to follow me. Apple Store, three million followers, follows 11 people. Yeah. I mean, it's chalk and cheese, night and day, as you say. Absolutely. So that was the first thing, this idea that I wanted to follow all the really cool brands, some of which followed me, and that's part of the strategy. But also, I just pulled apart some of the stuff they're doing. It was riveting to know that brands like Singapore Airlines have branded photos. They take these unbelievable photos of where they personally fly to and then put their little logo at the bottom to say, if you like this photo, we can get you there. Just jump on the phone and ring us. It's just a little subtle branding experience to say this is a pretty cool place and we fly there. Yeah, you uh, you actually bring up a really not only an important point but a great segue. And if you want to go ahead and make sure you have your pencil and paper ready, one of the so what what our listeners don't know is that um, you created a word doc that we're sharing back and forth that you mm. update and you put notes on that. So one of the the things that I want you to do, one of the homework assignments that I want to give you is that when I'm when I'm reading through this. So as an example, Subway, they have two point one eight million followers. They're following thirty three point six thousand. They do follow you back. woohoo! And you put a note that they have a very visual feed that is mainly food. So what I want you to do is I want you to take this a step further and I want you to find one lesson, one educational lesson mm, mm, that mm. you can pull from each one of these different accounts that you could in turn teach to somebody that if they made that change within their Twitter profile, their Twitter business, that it would impact the success mm. that they have. So get more specific now. Now now that you've yeah. got these What is that one lesson? And the reason that I say one lesson is because, as you know, as we've discussed, you have professional ADD. You have a habit of getting into a lot of different things and too many lessons in one interview or from one Mm. brand are going to make it hard for people to digest the information. So you want these to Mm. be in small buckets. One yeah. one brand, one main point, one big lesson. Yeah. It's interesting you say that. I sort of guessed that you were going that way. I mean, we may, we may be connected. I might have ESP or it just might have been a fluke. But um, I tried to – I really tried to find – because what I was actually finding, because I've only just started this like two days ago, I noticed that all brands, pretty much every brand, has a visual feed now. That's a standard 
mm-hmm. procedure. Every brand includes photos, videos, some animation in their feeds. All the big brands do it. So that in itself is not really much of a lesson other than the fact that you, it's sensible to start doing that too. What I started to do, and I look, I'll just read a few of them off and then I'll do this deeper. For instance, Pizza Hut have this really cool hashtag today, all dressed up with pizza to go. <laughs> I mean, what a cool hashtag. Yeah. And, and then they're just getting people to take pictures of the, on their way to the Oscars with a pizza. <laughs> you know, it's just very clever. It's the Oscars today, and that's why it's mm-hmm. important that we're taking these calls, you know, that we're charting out these calls. Today, it's the Oscars, and Pizza Hut just decided to do this really cool thing, you know, red carpet ready, grab a pizza. All dressed up with pizza to go. And I think it's so clever. It it is clever. And and I hope everybody is really understanding the lesson in that. It can be hard to create your own event. So, especially as a smaller business owner, it can be really, really hard to create your own event that has such magnitude. But you can always layer on another event that already Mm. has eyes on it. So, you know, a, a hashtag today is Oscars, right? Because there's so much mm. going on. Mm. You can still use that hashtag and layer in an event of your own, which is basically what Pizza Hut has done. They said, okay, this huge event is going on in the U.S. In addition, you may not know this, Keith, but in the U.S. right now, there are really, really huge storms both on the East Coast and in the Midwest. So most people have to stay home right now because of all the snow. What better time to get a pizza than when you don't really want to leave your house, you want to have it delivered, and you want to watch the Oscars. So just a great lesson for people to realize and and to kind of look, okay, what other events are taking place that I can layer on so that I can really do something with my brand? And Keith, I think that is a great, that one right there, and using this Pizza Hut example is a perfect one that you could do an interview. You could create mm. a article with it. Um, you could do so many different things around that one big lesson because it is yeah. huge. It's a huge idea. Mm-hmm. And it's just one idea, but it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's so It has so many ramifications because Pizza Hut has uh, 1.14 million followers. They don't follow me back, unfortunately, but they do follow 82,700 other people. So they've still, they've still got the engagement piece. And maybe as a result of this, this call, they may start following me. Hello. I live in Melbourne. There's a Pizza Hut nearby. <laughs> but um, all dressed up with pizza to go is one idea that links with an event, possibly links with the storms. Mm-hmm. And and re- really, one of the things I love about Twitter, what, one of the things I'll always love about Twitter is it's a lifestyle-generated idea. Mm-hmm. You know, you've always got your phone on you, and things are always happening. The Oscars, the Grammys, there's storms. You know, there's the AFL Grand Final. There's the Super Bowl. You know, there's always something going on. And Twitter seems to capture that and make that experience more fun and sort of insular in the sense that you can be inside it. You know, you can be part of the Oscars by having a pizza. I mean, how cool is that? Absolutely. It's brilliant. It's bloody clever. So there's a couple of others that we can chat about on this theme, and that's actually definitely going to be my homework. I'm going to pick out an example from each brand. Air New Zealand, for instance, has this really cool hashtag, Meanwhile, in New Zealand, where they go around actually encouraging people to take photos of their trips to, you know, 
Rotorua, Keikora, uh, Mount Cook. And they just go, hey, okay, meanwhile in New Zealand, I'm climbing Mount Cook. <laughs> meanwhile in New Zealand, I just got splashed with a geyser. Meanwhile in New Zealand, I just got up with some Maoris and I'm doing a dance. Haka, haka, haka. <laughs> and so that's another example that's an internal brand. They've said to themselves, we're going to actually create this buzz around coming to New Zealand. It's a cool place. It is a cool place. And when, if you're coming, you know, bring your phone and take a photo and hashtag us. Absolutely. So now you've got clarity on what the homework is. So how you're going to take this to the next level. So that's your assignment, your big assignment for this week. But also while you're doing that and while you're picking apart what it is that makes them so special, you also want to be on the hunt for contact information for somebody that you can reach out to. Because Mm. in the case of some of these large brands, um, you can respond to them on Twitter, but they're going to redirect you to a corporate HR person or a corporate PR person to interact with you. So you want to start getting that information together. But while you are doing this research, you also want to start creating a list of questions. If and when you get this person on the phone, yeah. what are the yeah. questions that you would ask? That's great. That's a, that's a great research project. What are the questions I'd ask? Mm-hmm. Tell me about all dressed up in pieces to go. Did it work? Mm-hmm. Did you get some metrics? Did you actually get any additional sales? How does it compare to conventional marketing? What do you spend? What's the differential in your spend now? Are you still advertising on the TV or are you spending more on social? I mean, these questions are fascinating, aren't they? And they're far deeper than you've ever gone before in your podcast. These are now an opportunity for you to really be able to educate people on improving their Twitter and at the same time generate great content that you could monetize. So exciting. I mean, it's so exciting. It's hard to verbalize just how exciting your sharp mind is to me. (laughs) 